Hello, everyone, and welcome to the half of this podcast with me, Joey. And we're going to be talking about some love struggles. It's actually more pathetic than what how <laughs> than how I just said that. <laughs> pathetic in that it's how do I describe it? My love life is just nearly non-existent. It's somewhat there, but essentially non-existent. And oh, before we get into this episode, I do want to apologize for not having an episode last week on Friday for the morning tea series. I was dealing with some family matters that I had to tend to, and everything's fine. Everything's you know hot and dandy right now. Everything's cool. So yeah, I just wanted to apologize real quick for that. I just felt. Let me be real with y'all. I could have done an episode. But because I was dealing with this family matter, I was just feeling quite dejected, and so I just did not have the energy nor focus to record something. So yeah, again, I apologize for that. Now going into this episode, because it was Valentine's Day, yeah. Well, I'm recording this on Monday, right? And so Valentine's Day was on Sunday. I want to talk about love stuff, and like I just said in the beginning of this episode, love struggles because that's where I'm at, and that's where I've always been at when it comes to love and romance. So, let me preface this by saying this: I do not have relationship experiences, and in regards to my dating experiences, I. I pretty much have gone on just a handful of dates. Not many. I mean, like probably like five or six. Yeah, five or six times, and with maybe like some of them, I've never gone past like two dates. There's one where I had actually gone more than two dates, but that was just once, and yeah, just stuff never really progressed afterwards. But yeah, I I don't have too much experiences, and I never really developed. Or nor did I like build some level of, how do I say like, love, or something like love, and I'm I'm hesitant to say that because that's always been one of my biggest issues regarding romance and just or just relationships in the romantic context. Because when you when I think about love, right, first thing I think about is the type of love you have for your family. Not maybe not the same exact version, right, of that love because I know there's like love for your, let's say your your pets, love for your family, or I mean maybe those two are the same thing, right? Love for your pets and family, like pets are family. At least that's how I think.、Uh, you have love for your friends. You have love for, I don't know, like your grandma, grandpa. I mean, well, I mean that's the same as family. I don't know why I said that.、Uh, love for your significant other, whoever that may be. <laughs> so there's different versions of love, but they're I would say, in a sense, they're all the same at their core. But when I think about love from my family and try to see, can I have some kind of that same love for someone else, or at least build that? I tend to falter because I I can't really imagine caring so much for someone else like I do with my family. And I'm not trying to sound cold with that. It's not like I don't want to care for anyone. Like I just, you know, I'm at my capacity right now with my heart. 
and my you know my my love or whatever. Ugh, I'm cringing by saying that. It's that I just I've never experienced it, and so I don't know how to imagine this sort of like I guess you could say concept of giving and building love to someone, and this is strong love. It's a passionate love that you have for your family, but now it's just with someone else. I've never experienced it, and it's a concept that I just can't imagine for myself. It's like, for example, you right now, right here, right now. Imagine that you're a billionaire. I mean, maybe you can imagine like you feel good, but it's it's a such a surface value, um, I guess, visualization of yourself as a billionaire. But can you truly, on a deeper level, imagine yourself as a billionaire? Like the work you have to do in order to grow your business or whatever it is that's making you, you know, just this filthy rich sort of status. What? You know, how do you feel about being able to buy so many things without really worrying? How do you feel about owning a mansion? I don't know. It's just like the things whatever a billionaire feels and does. I can't imagine it. I don't know what it feels like. I I literally cannot imagine it. So it's the same way as feeling. How can you imagine building and having this love for someone else, like you do with your family, but it's with like a you know another girl, boy, or whomever, right? In a relate、um, romantic context, right? Again, we're talking about romance here. Another like example, I guess, would be like your reach schools for applying to universities or grad or medical schools. Like you have those reach schools, right? Those dream schools that you want to attend. Like let's say it's a Ivy League school, maybe it's a some kind of private school like Stanford, USC, University of Southern California. Uh, some just some kind of prestigious school, right? And you also have other schools that you know that will most likely accept you, right? Maybe some UCs, maybe it's a state school. Like you know, it's like a backup plan to go to those kind of schools. But then it's your reach school, right? It's your dream to go to these more prestigious schools. So that's also another way I think about love. Like I don't know if I can ever attain those reach schools. Like I know that maybe if I work hard enough I can, but it's like I still can't not imagine myself in that position because it's just I never experienced it, right? I just never have. Yeah, applying that love that you have for your family, and again, not the same exact love, but some of the similarities in this core, like how you care deeply for these people, how you want to just give them everything. Like if you spend, let's say, you know, a hundred bucks on a gift or whatever, like you don't feel guilty at all. Like whenever you think about buying something, maybe you think about, oh, actually, I would actually rather buy something for my SO, right, or for, you know, for my family member. Like how, I I can't imagine myself feeling that. But this isn't the only time or sort of situation where I have struggles with romance. There was other times during college and even high school where I felt different things for different reasons that was ultimately. <laughs> just, just like hindering. I guess my my ability, a capabilities of just really, I mean, mustering up the courage to ask someone out or to express interest in someone. Like they're different in different time periods. Like in high school, for example. Let's actually let's just take a step back all the way to high school. I'm the type of person overall who is more of a traditionalist, right? I've mentioned this before in another episode. I know I'm not more of that online dating person, and there's nothing wrong with online dating. It's a good platform. It's a great way to connect with、uh, more people, right? Especially just yeah, especially during these times during the pandemic, right? I mean, what better way to I guess quote unquote date other than 
to use these online platforms. But I know that I'm more of the traditional kind of guy where I would like to meet a person or more organically. Like, you know, let's say become friends first. We get to know each other. We know each other a bit more so. And then it's like, oh, ooh, there's a, there's some interest here. Hello. And that begins to sprout. And then you proceed on trying to learn more about this other person. And then maybe you muster up the courage to ask her or him out. But that's never happened with me in high school. <laughs> and in high school, I knew that I was more of this traditional sort of type of person in romance because I wasn't the type of guy to just want girls. Like my friends, some of them, maybe most of them, <laughs> I, I can't speak for all of them, but I know some of them at least were more of the players type. Nothing wrong with that. I don't know. Actually, yeah, I, I don't really like that kind of type, but it's I don't have anything against people who are like that. I mean, both girls and boys. So I knew I was just more like, I want someone who I can have a genuine relationship with, like a genuine organic connection with. And I did have someone like that. And she was pretty much my first crush ever. So it was in high school. I, <laughs> I developed this crush for this one person in freshman year and that lasted and prolonged all the way up till senior year even afterwards i kind of i mean feelings for her lingered on but i mean no advancements were made in a romantic context because i was just a coward and that was my biggest issue because of my low self-esteem and my like others like self-deprecating thoughts i just never thought I would ever be the kind of person to be in a relationship like that was just that did not apply to me right I, I was like not allowed in this club and I've kind of talked about this before too just with how I thought about myself in high school and how I compare myself to the other guys like even though I would I didn't want to be like the other guys where I wanted to become a player like that that wasn't the goal I did not have that as an intention it's just I wanted to be a guy who girls would just take interest in right because that's always the first step like physical attraction right or something that catches your eye from the other person and it makes sense it's logical so i just thought i'm not that kind of guy i'm just someone who is brushed over no one ever notices but this one girl my freshman year honors biology <laughs> she sat next to me i was like wait why is she sitting next to me like why me right it's kind of, kind of like those moments in those uh, movies and maybe in college or high school kind of movies where you where there's like the nerdy kind of person or the unpopular kid and then a pretty let's say smart girl sits next to them not because you know they're a bully themselves but they're like they're a nice person and that's how I felt I was like whoa why is she sitting next to me it's like Stacy's sitting next to me <laughs> though her name wasn't Stacy and I was like shocked that someone like her would sit next to me because she was pretty, she was smart, she was athletic. I mean, just for me, it just it sounds cringy and cheesy, just kind of like the perfect girl. And I developed a crush on her. And then later, as I became to become friends with her, I loved her personality. She was very goofy and like laid back, but she was just very fun to be with. Like I felt like she was someone who who allowed me in a sense to be comfortable around her and thus I could have fun and be loose. And it wasn't that she, you know, again, I mean she didn't like allow me, right, personally. Like she gave me permission, like, oh, 
go ahead, have fun, right? She didn't really like say anything like that. It's just she was so comfortable to be around with to the point where I was like, I can be myself around her. So our friendship grew, and that's where I began to friends up myself <laughs> because I became the nice guy. I wasn't like trying to be the nice guy in order to, I don't know, like I guess, in order to like gain something from her, like her liking me back. It wasn't like that. I genuinely wanted to be friends with her because she was a great person. She was. I mean, I don't know how else to describe her. She was just an awesome, loving person, and she was great, fun to be with, very open and just comfortable. Like she was just a nice person too. So, I just wanted to be the nice guy, but more so, like I guess the better way to describe it is, I just wanted to be friends with her, right? And I thought to myself, I just would rather be friends with her. Then not be friends with her, right? Because if I let's say confess or do something like that, then things will become awkward. And I know things will become awkward for me. Like even if she won't make it awkward, I know I will feel awkward. And I didn't want that, so I prioritized our friendship first and foremost, and then putting my feelings, you know, on the back burner. But you know, those feelings were still there, and it was very hard for me to be around her at times because I was thinking, man. I just want to tell her, like, even though I know she'll say no, even though I kind of already knew her, you know,、um, I guess you know type. Like, I just still want to tell her because I just want to rip the bandaid off. But that never happened. Thus, we just stayed as friends for those four years. And there's other stuff that went down with her. Like, I mainly it was on my end where I made some mistakes and、uh, I ended up hurting her. So, yeah, it, it, it's. I mean, that's a story I could tell for another day, because it's not really related to love. It's just me being, me. It's just due to my being a coward, just an utter coward. To which I it took several years until I could apologize to her. Like it wasn't until last year, actually, summer or Ju- July of 2020, where I decided to drive back to my old hometown. And I asked her if she, she could meet up, right, whilst you know staying socially distanced, and I apologized. And yeah, it took like more than five years to do so, or whatever. Oh, yeah, it's just I was so traumatized by my actions, and I think that trauma played a huge role in how I perceived and approached people. Whether it be you know in、uh, to make a to be friends or in a romantic context, and that's where I think my love struggles started to begin, because I noticed that when I was in college, sometime during maybe sophomore, but definitely junior year, my humility—is it my humility? Some of my humility, like irrational embarrassment. And paranoia, like oh, people are going to look at me. They're going to like make fun of me. Like I'm just, I just always feel embarrassed because of me. Like I am me, so I'm embarrassed because of me and how I looked and everything else. But somehow that was just stripped away. And maybe that's just due to age. Like the more as you grow up, you're just becoming less and less afraid of image and such. So you're less embarrassed about yourself. Like you are who you are, and you become more accepting of it. At least that's what happened with me as I, I mean, I guess grew up, right? Hopefully it happens to you, and hopefully it happens sooner rather than later. Because it was, I remember feeling like and recognizing this feeling of just not feeling afraid anymore about how other people would think about me. So I was like, 
this is actually quite liberating. <laughs> like, whoa, is this what it's like to be normal? Well, maybe it is, maybe it's not, maybe it's just me. So even though I had this, I guess more like of this confidence in myself, I still struggled with building relationships. So I had like more, I guess you can consider them as intimacy and interpersonal relationship issues because the biggest thing that happened to me back in high school with the one crush I had, it was her and I didn't mean, I don't mean physical. Okay, let me actually clear that up. Not physically. Let me actually, I'll just say it. Okay, I'll just say it. Yeah, let's rewind a little bit. I'll briefly tell this real quick because I want to provide context so that everything else I say, maybe you know, you, when you tie it back to what happened in high school, this traumatic experience I had, maybe it makes more sense when I tell later stories in college. So what happened was how I hurt my first crush slash friend. It was that she told me a secret of hers that she only told me and one other person because we were like really close to her and she felt comfortable, right? I mean, why else would she tell me and one other person? And I'm not going to say the secret here and now because even though she's comfortable with it now, I mean, why? Why would I do that, right? So I pretty much said the secret out on a field trip with my with the show choir and jazz band that I was in during high school. And so our show choir and jazz band would go out to these big amusement parks every year, once every year, to go perform. And this year we went to Great America, I believe. And while we were staying in the hotel, I was roomed up with all of, like the the jocks, the popular kids. And so during the during the evening time, they would all gossip. They would talk about girls. And I wasn't part of that conversation, though. I mean, it's, they accepted me. It wasn't like they outcasted me. Like we were good friends. They loved me. I loved them. But I just I, I just never really was a part of the conversation because I had nothing to contribute. Like I just felt weird about talking about that kind of stuff, whatever they were talking about. And then they brought up the girl whom I had a crush on. I thought they were talking about the secret she told me about. And I was like, wait, did she tell everyone else? Oh, I guess everyone already knows about it and she's comfortable with it. So I was like, oh, hey guys, are you talking about so-and-so's secret? I didn't say secret. I was just, you know, whatever the secret was. And they were like, wait, what, Joey? Like, tell me more about it. Like, we don't know anything about it. Tell us. And I was like, oh, shit. I made an error. But then I gave into peer pressure because I just wanted to become part of the guys, right? I wanted to be part of the conversation. I wanted to be the center of attention pretty much because I never really had it. I'm not the popular person. Though they accepted me, I was never, I was just a person who's always looked over. So I participated. I sp spilt the tea, um, you know, some shitty tea. And it burned someone, right? This was the type of tea that burned someone. And hopefully it didn't leave any scars. I don't think it left any scars, but you know what I mean by that, like emotional scars. But it burned someone definitely. And I just never apologized, like I said, until maybe, or yeah, July 2020 last year. So it took well over five years to do so. And I made another mistake uh, during our senior year at prom where... <sighs> Actually, that's pretty much it. I'll stop it there because <laughs> I'm, I'm I feel like I'm getting sidetracked. So I, I will. I mean, I'll I'll tell this story some other time. But for the purpose of the story for this episode, I pretty much hurt my friend in that way, right? By pretty much spilling tea or sharing a secret that you know she didn't want. She obviously didn't want other people to know about. And 
pretty much gossip went around and rumors were spread, I, I think, or something like that. But pretty much she was just judged by other people. And I felt incredibly shitty for that. And I was traumatized by my own actions and the fact that I hurt someone. Because one of my biggest morals is to never treat anyone in any like uh, negative way. And to never impede on anyone's life in a negative way or to harm anyone's life in any way. But I did that. And I was like really taken aback by that. And I was traumatized, like truly traumatized. So because of that, I've always had these interpersonal relationship issues and intimacy issues as well. So I just became a lone wolf during high school. And then this proceeded into college where I couldn't really make friends because I was always fearful of just hurting someone again. And I, it, it, that was incredibly irrational fear of mine because it's like if I'm cognizant of like of my actions before, like if I, I you know, definitely already reflected so many times of what I did, I know I could build relationships, right? Healthy relationships, not hurting anyone. Like I, I'm very understanding now and I still was back then. And I'm very cognizant. Like I'm, I don't think I'm stupid in that sense. Like I think I would have, I believe I have a high-ish, you know, emotional uh, intelligence, like high EQ, but I always was afraid of like, let's say, even if it's like 1% chance of hurting someone, I was still afraid of that 1%. And that really fucked me up to say the least. I mean, it really fucked me up and caused me to just never have that social life in college. At least that was one of the bigger issues, which then branched out into other issues as well. So, I mean, with that thought in mind, I... I felt like it was just nearly impossible for not just making a friend, but definitely not being in a relationship, right? With a, like having a girlfriend in my case, like it's just, it was just never in the picture. Like it's just never would have that. I, I mean, I don't know how else to explain it. I don't know how else to put it other than that. So I just never thought about relationships and anything romantic wise. Maybe until my junior year. And that was where I became more forgiving of my actions and of myself. Because I already heard at that point that my crush already forgave me. And and I learned that in my sophomore year. But even when I learned of that, I still couldn't forgive myself. So it wasn't until junior year, like I said, that I started to forgive myself. And start to I guess change for the better in the social context like try to make friends try to have more of a social life because all I did was work in my tutoring job studied or train or working in my lab literally that was it nothing else and so I started to do this by one just making friends first like again dating was not in my mind like I I know that I should first love myself I should first appreciate myself and then, you know, kind of learn to, I guess, give that to other people as well. Like definitely first with friends, right? Because you, you always hear like you can't love other people until you love yourself or something like that, right? I believe in it. So I want to work on myself first and then I can start making friends. But at that point still, even when I did start to make friends or just nonetheless just socialize, I, I just never thought about dating. So until someone asked me to go have dinner with them, 
that was where I was like, oh, okay, this can happen with me. Because before that first date I ever had, not only did the trauma I had of hurting my friend held me back in romance and, and dating, I just didn't really think highly of myself. So there was that as well. And until someone asked me to go have dinner with them and all that stuff and expressed their interest in me as well, I was like, wait, I am attractive and wait, I am dateable. <laughs> like it was such a profound moment for me where I realized like, I guess I can be in this club. Like, I guess I can be a part of this world of, of dating and I'm allowed to have these feelings or, well, okay, that's wrong for me to say. I'm allowed to, um, how do I say it? Like participate, I guess. I'm allowed to do that. Yeah, I'm allowed to participate. So, I mean, I, but I still had like trouble with like intimacy and interpersonal relationships and I could never really return feelings or whatever. So it was hard for me to date nonetheless, but I began to realize that, okay, I can do this. It's okay for me to date. Hopefully I just don't want to hurt anyone. That was the biggest issue again. Like I just did not want to hurt anyone in any shape or form. And that thought actually still affected me even when I went on some dates or even if there was like a girl who I became interested in, I would always hold myself back because I was still afraid like, I care so much about this person, so I don't want to hurt them. So I would rather just hold my feelings back and if anything, just become friends and that's it. And this is also why I always approach these dates or when I meet a girl where I know that there's something going on other than becoming friends. Like I always approach them as if we're hanging out as two friends or two buddies. I mean, I mentioned this in another episode and this is why, because I don't want to hurt this person, right? And I have other things going on and other reasons as well, but I just don't want to hurt this person. I don't want to bother them or waste their time. So I was like, okay, I just, you know, let's treat this first as, you know, us hanging out as buddies and we'll, I'll see what happens next. Maybe, I mean, and whatever happens next, we'll always just, that was what would influence me, like make me think, okay, I think I'm allowed to, uh, I guess, what's a better way to say it? Like, I don't want to say pursue the other person, but I guess pursue the other person. Yeah. But then I would always find out, like I mentioned before, I feel like there's always, <laughs> I always say, like I mentioned in the previous episode, because I spilled so much stuff about myself. I, I just always find out that with a handful of the girls I meet, they had other intentions. So I'm also going to point out that these are just speculations based off of my, uh, me and my friends, like just hypotheses and some evidence of like, you know, what the girl asked me, the kind of conversations we were having, how they were acting. Just these are pure speculations, nothing 100% uh, given, right? It's, I'm just speculating here. But I mean, they were just never interested in me because they will ghost me in the end. And when I, so let me backtrack just a little bit. When I began to build the confidence in myself, right? Just me thinking more highly of myself, as well as not feeling held back from the trauma I had of hurting my friend back then in high school. Dating was actually not fun for me. And I, I approached things more objectively and methodically, which you can say that's wrong and I can see and understand why that would be the wrong way to approach in dating because dating is subjective, right? It's, I mean, it's based off of emotions, right? I mean, it's, yeah, it's a given. I don't need to explain that. 
I feel like it's quite obvious with that. So I, I just approach things more objectively and methodically because that's just how I grew up. That's just how I see the world, right? It's not that I'm always trying to gain something always, right? Oh, is there an objective? Is there a goal that I can attain? Like, what is the goal that I need to attain? No, it's like, I am sorry, but it's just how I think. That's just how my brain is wired, like how I grew up and I guess became like that's how I developed myself because I think that's more attributed to or thanks to the time I spent in the lab like the exorbitant amount of hours I spent in the research setting so with that sort of mindset whenever I noticed that the dates that I went on and the girls that I met were ultimately never going anywhere whether or not the girl wanted to just hook up or maybe it's because I don't know, maybe like I wasn't the type of guy that they were looking for. Whatever the case may be, I just thought dating was a drag and it was boring. It was not fun. And I saw no point to it. Kind of like seeing that if I were to describe it in a more objective standpoint, the, there was no goal, right? And even if there was a goal, like let's say, let's say it's just to find someone whom I can have a genuine connection with, whom I could care for, love for genuinely and all that good cheesy stuff i whenever i thought of the methodology in achieving that which by the way i know is the wrong way to think about it. don't i mean you don't need to say it you don't need to think about it or you can if you want but i know that's the wrong way to think about things but still when i thought about it in a methodical way i, I was just like this is a waste of time like this dating thing that i'm doing is a waste of time because every time i'm trying to go out on these dates to find maybe someone whom I could share a genuine connection with. It leads nowhere. I waste money. I waste my time. I could be, and I always thought like, and also I'm a very efficient guy. Like I don't like to waste things, whether it be food, money, or even time and energy. I'm also flexible as well, but it's just, I don't know how to explain it. It's just unnecessarily wasting time. Like if I were to not waste time but if i were to spend time let's say just goofing off the day with my significant other that's not wasting time like even if i could have done like a lot of work and make progress in let's say some kind of like report that i need to write up but instead i spent it with like a significant other or out with friends like the whole day let's say that's not a waste of time in a way you can look at it like a waste of time if you really think about it objectively but like in my eyes it wasn't it's not that's not a waste of time but in these situations with these other girls, I felt like it was a waste of time. And I just had so many of these sort of bad experiences to the point where I was like, dating sucks. What's the point? Like, I'm not going to find anyone. And I was actually starting to think and believe that it's not due to looks. It's not due to maybe, I don't know, my self-esteem. That's That was a problem. But maybe it's just me as a person, like who I became. That's That's not dateable. Like, I'm just a boring guy. I have nothing to offer. I don't really have a social life. And that was actually a big insecurity of mine. I grew out of the image insecurity, or not image, but let's say the uh, physical image uh, insecurities and maybe personalities. Like, I'm able to talk to people. I'm able to socialize. I know how to do it. I know all that stuff. But the fact that I don't really have a social life and little to no friends, even close friends at that, I felt incredibly embarrassed by that. So that also was, a, I guess, more of a newer insecurity of mine that would also make me think about when I'm out on these dates. Like, oh, I'm just an insignificant man 
overall and person on top of the bad experiences with the girls as well like the dates like how they just ghosted me and they more or less likely had different intentions other than to find someone for a genuine connection i just like this is stupid why am i doing this it's like if you hate or not hate but let's say like if i were to decide to i mean what's something like i don't know crack open rocks for no reason why am i wasting my time cracking open rocks why am i just doing that why am i going out to go find these rocks and then take a hammer and a nail or whatever and crack them open like why so what's the time i don't find it enjoyable so i don't know why i'm doing it so why would i date there's nothing for me to find there's nothing for me to do i'm always being ghosted and that really hurt me and okay not in a serious way like i'm not trying to be a crybaby over this it just made me think that dating was not my thing and truthfully speaking i know that these bad experiences shouldn't uh, mold my perspective and view on dating like it shouldn't it shouldn't hold me back whatsoever i know that but because i was just busy with other stuff and dealing with other things like academics and work and such i was like i don't have time for this like i just don't want to do this but then i thought about it later on like more so in i think senior year i believe yeah senior year where i was thinking like okay if I'm going to be working in the future as an, more of an adult, right? And do other stuff. It's not that not having time or being busy with other stuff is the limiting factor here. It's just that, do I want to date? And I found out more so that dating is going to take work. Dating is going to take time. And that was actually thanks to listening to some podcasts. I mentioned it way back in maybe episode two where I talked about how listening to this podcast, Asian Boss Girl, and I know, you know, what the name suggests. It's for Asian American women. But I found a lot of things that I could relate to that they said, uh, the, the speakers on that podcast. I definitely could relate to it. And from them, I learned that, oh, dating is going to take a lot of work. And I, don't, I forgot what really hit me hard that made me realize this. But I was like, okay, I've accepted that dating isn't just all fun and games. Because that's what I thought it was. Like, that's how people portrayed it as. Like, it's a game. It should be fun. Oh, you should be flirting, blah, 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 blah. I even did so much freaking stupid research, right? I, I would like sometimes ask my friends like, hey, what are the three sentences or the three to five sentences you say before you say I like you? And then what are the next three to five sentences you say after you know, you say I like you? Like what's generally the template? That's, that was pretty much what I was asking for. And on YouTube and by reading articles, I would also look up how to flirt because I knew that was an not new but it's just that i was told that that was an important factor in dating i was like because i'm so, i don't know how to flirt i'm like so that is also another concept that i do not understand like how do you flirt i don't really understand it like i don't know i don't understand the application and when to do it like based off of the situation but yeah i did so much research and i think that also just burned me out because i was like this is so pointless like why am i learning all this shit when i know dating and building connections should be more organic like i shouldn't try to develop some kind of methodology or blueprint on how to date because that's what i was doing i was trying to do more objective like research in order to i don't know like build a connection with people or just in this case date so later on like i mentioned where i learned that dating does require work 
just like pretty much anything else that you want to obtain but you don't like the process like it's going to require work and patience i just decided to give dating another chance but i mean nothing really happened when i decided that for myself like what i told myself is this i'm not gonna be closed off to dating because that's how i was for the majority of my life and that's especially how i was after experiencing some bad i mean i guess dates like i can't close myself off to it so what i'll do instead is if there's someone whom i'm maybe interested in i'm gonna be open and I'm going to see where I can take it to see where it can go. So overall, the theme of that, um, I guess, just decision for myself was to be open to it. Just, you know, just see where it goes, where the wind blows. And I'm not going to be actively pursuing. I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. Because, I, again, it's kind of like with dating apps. I feel like with dating apps where you meet the people on there, you do it with the intent to date, right? Because you, when you're talking to the other person, it's... I mean, you're talking because you're both on a dating app. And when I'm actively pursuing... Oh, well, actually, when I think about it now... Okay, no, I have... <laughs> I feel so stupid. Never mind. That whole thing was stupid. I'm going to scrap that. What I realized was this. I was going to make the analogy that when I'm actively pursuing someone in real life, IRL, it'd be somewhat in the same situation as meeting someone on a dating app, right? But that's not the same for the other person because on a dating app you're both on a dating app with the intent to date right so that's how you meet each other but in real life if i meet a girl whom i'm interested in and i want to pursue her she doesn't know that because it's it's in real life real life isn't a dating app it's real life so yeah i made that realization <laughs> i wasted time i don't know why i thought that oh see i'm stupid when it comes to dating i'm stupid when it comes to romance i can't think well because it's uh, again it's a concept that is just I don't know how to think about it because I don't have experience in it all too much. But yeah. <sighs> but let me say this too. Even if I say that I was closed off before to dating and I had bad experiences and all that, I still deep down wanted a relationship. Like I do want to share a connection with someone. Like I do want to love someone someday and I do want to... You know, I've been actually watching some K-dramas lately, so it's probably not the best influence, right? Or it's something to base romance and dating off of. But just when you see the lead actors and the actresses, you know, in the relationships, I'm like, oh, man, that would be so nice. <laughs> but yeah, again, not something that I should be influenced by. It's just, uh, yeah, I, it's like I'm living vicariously through them, if that makes sense, in these K-dramas. So yeah, it's, uh, I've been watching too much of this. I've been on a binge on K-dramas. Like I would never have imagined I would be watching K-dramas because I always had this like, uh, I guess perspective on K-dramas where it was just like bullshit family situations. But then I learned like, oh wait, there's different types of K-dramas, which is obvious, but you know, because I didn't really think too much of K-dramas before watching the K-drama that got me hooked into K-dramas, I had more of a narrow mind. So I didn't know there was like specific K-dramas where there's like more of that family situation type. Like the family, I guess, K-dramas. There's other ones. Um, yeah, anyways, if you watch K-dramas, I probably sound stupid to you. <laughs> but yeah, it was. I've been watching these K-dramas and it's making me feel things inside. It makes, it makes me feel actually motivated and gives me a little bit of courage to 
not give up on romance and to be patient as well. Like, especially giving me the courage to become patient and find the right girl, right? I shouldn't be rushing into things. I shouldn't just try to date as many girls as I can. Or it's not that it's bad, but I don't want to do that. I'd rather be patient and find someone who I like to be with. Maybe as friends first. I mean, maybe that's how I meet this person. And that's probably what we would become first. And then I would develop feelings for her. I'm like, oh, wait, I think I like this person. And then maybe I can have the balls to ask this person out. Maybe in a subtle way. Hey, do you want to grab dinner with me? Like, are you free this Friday night? Who knows? But the other problem I have, which is more, not so much of an issue, but uh, I think it's a big enough issue that actually <laughs> affects me and my, how I perceive things and how I observe things as well. And it's pretty much like prevents me from reading between the lines. Like I am so oblivious. Like there's actually quite a bit of stories that I have from, I guess, college where <laughs> because of how oblivious I am, I, I just situations happen. For example, one time where I, uh, one time I I met up with a person who I did not see since freshman year, and it wasn't I wasn't really close to her. I wasn't really friends with her. I mean, we weren't on bad terms or anything. It's just I I was never yeah, I just never interacted with her. And I think it was our junior no senior year yeah senior year. I saw her again, and she recognized me, and I recognized her, and we decided to like get dinner together, I think. And we were in downtown, and we we're walking around, and she wanted to. Ooh, oof, oh, see, I feel cringy already. Oh, I actually, I didn't, I, don't, I forgot about that. Okay, sorry. Let me, <laughs> let me, let me, let me collect myself. She wanted to. Um, come back to my my place and i was like yeah for sure because i thought she just wanted to hang out again let me say this and I'm, I'm i'm being genuine when i say this i had no intentions of hooking up with anyone in college i really don't have interest in that whatsoever and i did not see this girl in that way as well like i i just thought we were friends we're just gonna be friends we're going to talk and be buddies but then she came back to my place in my room and see that was for, that's that's flag number one i should have recognized i don't know how to interpret things like i always think of things in in a lighthearted way or in a friendly way like how do i say it? like if someone touches my thighs for example if a girl touches my thighs i'll be like oh i don't maybe they're doing something they're catching something yeah, they're so nice whatever right i don't think anything of it so it's just like this. When she wanted to go back to my place, I was like, oh, okay, cool. She just wants to hang out. We're going to talk, right? Like if I had a guy friend, like we, we would go to my room too and we would hang out or whatever, right? Just normal stuff. So we went back to my place and yeah, we started to talk more. And there was a point where I started to talk about my research and she, <laughs> I was on my office chair and she stood up and then she was like, talking i guess more in a slower sexier way i think and i was like caught off guard by that but i was still talking about my research project <laughs> while she was doing this and then she got closer to me and then she started to touch my shoulder and go around the chair and 
I was like, dude, my heart was beating out of my chest. I was like, what the fuck is going on? I don't know what's going on. Like, I was so baffled. I was like, what's going? Yeah, I don't. What's going on? What's going on here? And I was just trembling in my voice too. And I was as I was like talking about my research project. Still, I was like. Yeah, the protein for my project is, you know, the main interest. And yeah, this is what this protein does. That's what we think. And this is what I'm doing for this protein in order to investigate and elucidate the roles and functions and blah, 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 right? For research. But she said, (laughs) oh my God, actually, she said this too. Every time I talk about this particular research project I had um, during my undergraduate years, it makes me think back to this moment. She said, I think she said something like talk about it in a sexy way or how it was sexy of me to talk about it. And I was like, but it's my research project. It's not supposed to be sexy. It's supposed to be providing objective knowledge. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So I, oh, like I, at that point, like I, I was, I was so nervous that I couldn't really, I couldn't like foresee what was about to like happen like the next couple of steps and I was just so focused on the present like what she was telling me in that moment in time and how I was feeling and when she said to talk about my research project in a sexy way I started to do it because I was just so focused on that moment in time and I was like I I tried to collect myself I tried to like stay calm and I was like I think I ended up telling her like I was I was busy the next day and I had to do stuff and that Yeah, I didn't tell her I wasn't interested though. Like I didn't say like, I wasn't, I should have been straightforward. I should have said I was not interested. Sorry, blah, 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 blah. Instead, I made some kind of excuse and yeah. So nothing happened. Nothing hot and steamy happened, but oh, it was going right there. It was going right there. I can, even if you say speculation, I can 100% be confident in the speculation that she wanted to do the, the dirty dance and the hanky panky. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how else to describe it. Like, kind of like if you see in the movies where, like, the the unpopular kid gets, you know, the woman, like, a, or just a hot girl starts to interact with the, the unpopular nerdy kid. It's like those moments. It's like, oh, my God, what's going on? Like, uh, why are you touching me here? It's like, you know, kind of like those things. I mean, maybe the guys who are listening to this are like, Joey, like, oh, you missed your shot, man. Like, what? Like, you should, you should have, like... Tap that, whatever. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't want to tap that. And it wasn't that she was unattractive or nothing like that. It's just I'm not interested in that kind of stuff. Um, I don't know why. I think I'm just scared. <laughs> I'm scared. Yeah, I'll just say I'm scared. I maybe I there's other stuff, but I'm just scared. So, yeah, that's it. Yeah, my love life is is it's barren. Like I said, never really been in a relationship. I would love to be in a relationship someday. It'd be nice, right? Again, these K-dramas makes me feel things, makes me feel the fuzzies, the butterflies in my stomach, and uh, makes me long for a genuine relationship where I can love this person, care for this person, and like I do with my family, think about this person and want to do things for this person, be happy for this person, just everything. But I can only live vicariously through the K-dramas, so... I'll have to wait until another day until that becomes real for me in real life. But anyways, that's pretty much the end of this episode. 
today just felt like me just spilling tea like you know if i were to just kind of like vent to a friend like yeah i've been going through these like love struggles like i don't know what to do about this like let me tell you about this i need to vent and tell this to someone that's what i felt like i was doing today so i hope today's episode was enjoyable maybe insightful i mean the only insight you should get from this is don't be like me don't be especially as oblivious as i am because there's again let me say this other than the story i just said there is another huge situation that could have been totally avoided if only i was not oblivious and actually i will share that this friday for this morning tea episode this friday this morning tea episode yeah i will share that and it involves me and a gay guy and everyone thought <laughs> we would get together although i'm straight so yeah i'll tell that this friday because it's quite a funny story but it's more laughing on my end like I, I laugh at myself in that story so i'll tell that this friday but anyways thank you for listening to this episode i hope you enjoyed it i hope there was some good laughs maybe insightful like i said don't be as oblivious as i am think highly of yourself like you are dateable you're definitely dateable don't let attraction or like physical attraction get to you like don't think that don't compare yourself to other people just be patient and in the meantime watch some k-dramas <laughs> just do that whatever is your cup of tea that can give you those fuzzy feelings but anyways thank you for listening to this episode if you'd like to support me, please listen to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform like Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and many other platforms out there. You can also support this podcast by sharing this with your friends and family who may find this enjoyable, insightful, or just simply want to laugh their butts off. And if you'd like to contact me, you can do so by emailing me, DMing me on my social handles, or go into the official input form page where you can drop your questions, comments, or any topics that you like me to talk about in future episodes, or just simply want to talk to me and ask questions. Again, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I'll talk to you next time this upcoming Friday for another love story where it involves my oblivious ass and this other dude. Until then, have a great rest of your week and I'll talk to you next time. Bye.